Hello. Hey. Dyslexic Heart number 35 is underway. Woo! How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm great. Good. How's your beer? It's great. I've moved on to uh, Line and Kugel's Honey Vice, I believe. This is leftover uh, fishing beer from September. I was going to say, that's more of a summer beer. <clears throat> I know. I have a few of those left. Are you thankful for your summer beer? This is the episode of Giving Thanks. <laughs> oh, is that what we're going to do? I don't know. We can. We can talk sure. about all the things we're grateful for. Sure. Uh, I've got a lot. Of, I'm I don't thankful know. for alcohol. I feel like I don't have a lot of things to talk about this show. Maybe I don't we either. Will. You never know, but I have a lot of music to play. Yes. So we'll see how things go. Maybe it'll be a music-heavier show than normal. Yeah, maybe we'll be less with the chatty chatty and more with the music. Or maybe it'll just be a lot of us talking over the music going, oh, God, I love this song. Yeah. Probably be, be a lot of that, too. That could be. So, um, yeah, we did our last show just... Today is November 18th. We did our last show on October 8th. Wow. So you know, That's and before that pretty it was, recent. Before that, it was April. So, yeah, this yeah. is a little closer... We don't have a schedule here at Dyslexic Heart. It happens when it happens, when mm-hmm. the mood strikes and when our when it, when music is in our hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and usually when alcohol is in our livers. Sometimes. Sometimes that's the case. I haven't been drinking a lot lately. Yeah, I've noticed that. No just, special reason. I just, that's okay. It hasn't been like I'm going to stop. It's nothing like that. It's just well, I just haven't really been feeling it. If you're not feeling it. it, that's okay. But tonight I'm feeling it. I decided I'm going to pound some beers and feel great. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's working so far. Good, good. Yeah, I've been trying to cut back a little since we were in Vegas. I usually try to do that when we have a Vegas trip. I usually try to cut back a little after a few or weeks before after. Uh, I feel like all right, yeah. I I got in like a month's worth. I need to. There's a little detox in there usually for me. Yeah. I think I went a couple weeks. Yeah, afterwards. I did too. And... I did too. Last year I went like two months. I know. Well, that's because last month was a little rough. Last, last year. year was a little rough. It was very rough. Yeah. I, lessons were learned. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. So. Well, I was this year though. I was. I was. I was good. I was. You were well behaved. I was. I know on your best behavior at our little Vegas event. So I'm gonna play some. Since we have so much music, I'm gonna play some music Do here. It. And last show we talked a lot about Jason Isbell, and I'm. This will kind of be a continuation of that. Yes, it will. I'm only gonna play one song of his, but that'll that'll kind of set the tone to start the show. I think. Okay. So we'll. we'll We'll do that. I've heard love songs make a Georgia man cry On the shoulder of somebody's Saturday night Read the good book, studied it too but nothing prepared me for living with you Lock me up tight in these shackles I wear Tied up the keys in the folds of your hair And the difference with me is I used to not care Faith in a girl Across the ocean A thousand years from my home In this frozen old city Of silver and stone Ships in the harbor Birds on the bluff Don't move an inch when they're angry 
favorite song of his every day yeah that's how it's been with him for me too i've listened i've been listening to him so much lately and i find uh something new every time i listen to him Mm -hmm. i was going to mention if there are people who are interested in checking out his music and how he sounds live he did a series of shows in nashville at the ryman auditorium and one of them is available in its entirety on youtube and it's a pro shot thing sweet so it gives you a really good idea of his live shows. As it was a t- pretty typical show from this tour, and is Amanda with him? Fen- yeah, good. Yeah, it was phenomenal. His wife Amanda Shires on the <clears throat> violin. Oh my god, she's amazing. Uh, I love the two of them harmonies. together. Are just beautiful. I find myself singing along to a lot of their stuff. Yeah, I just like I. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, it just hits you where you live. It does. So. Last night I was playing DJ here while you were in the other room working on some stuff and you t- you complimented my choice of songs. So. It was pretty great. So a lot of the stuff tonight uh, mirrors some of what I was playing last night because that was kind of the... It's, I started out, I played really a bunch good. of Jason Isbell and then I just started going off and it had a certain direction. So the first mm-hmm. several songs here I think are kind of along that flow. But That all country thing? Yeah, kind but, of yeah. has that similar feel. But I want to... Um, so I'm going to play a song next. I love how professional this is. Next, I'm going to play a song, and it is no, there's a, <laughs> and um, it is called, and it is by. <laughs> there, it's kind of yeah, like um, uh, what was the name of the? Uh, what was her name? Hmm. The performer we saw open for Adele in Las Vegas, which oh, Wanda Jackson, Wanda Jackson, which would have been fine for a 20 minute set, but for an hour it was just tedious. Uh-huh. And every song she introduced it in that manner. Yes. Like, this next song is called Blah, 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 and it is, she did a story. And, uh, and after about six songs, we're like, okay, we okay. can wrap this up now. We're good. <laughs> you're, you're a legend. She, she, she was entertaining for, for, for yeah, it would have been like, yeah. It went on way too long. But anyway, that's my introduction, so that's how I'm doing Like, I song. understand her influence and yeah. like what she brought to the, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of bringing things to the table, uh huh. can we talk about um, what you were talking about at dinner with Housewine and table wine and for the table. I know how you're entertained by my... Everyone's entertained by your... Little things that bother me. With, yes. Like everything. And apparently I had not yet previously told you that I don't like the term house wine. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like it was made in a bathtub. Uh-huh. It just sounds so low rent. Yeah. I know that... I know what it is. I know I understand it's, it. It's our cheapest I shit. I just don't like the term. House wine. House wine. It just sounds like... 
it was made it just doesn't it sounds yeah. unappealing to me yeah i and i get that yeah like i get that it sounds cheap but at the same oh, time is. i'm like oh it's your cheapest wine i might try it yeah i don't know yeah. why I don't if i'm in a wine it. mood okay and then table thing? wine same thing yeah, I don't remember what my problem with table wine is. But for the table. I hate for the table. I hate when somebody will say, I'm ordering this for the table. It's like, well, the table can't fucking eat. How about if you order that for the people <laughs> sitting around this goddamn table? This is for the table. Ah. <laughs> table doesn't give a shit. Neither do I. I'm going to leave now. Certain phrases just bother me so much. It's awesome. No, it's not. It sucks. It's entertaining as hell for me. Anyway. It's torture for you. I'm glad that such things entertain you. But Okay, now the song that I'm going to play next is a brand new song. It just came out a couple days ago, and it's from a a local guy who is a morning radio host on KFAN, which is a a very entertaining radio show called Power Trip Morning Show. And uh, so Chris Hockey is a country music performer in addition to being on that station. And he put out this really great song. And the reason it's really great is because he's tackling the issue of depression. And I, he's not trying to, he's dealing with his own issues. But he said in interviews, he's not trying to get, it's not a, hey, feel sorry for me song. Mm-hmm. It's something he's trying to explain to people better what it is, what the feeling is of depression. And it's not just feeling sad. It's just yep. but of, of what it really is. Yeah. And he came up with it after having a discussion with somebody where he worked that said, you know, why would Chris Cornell kill himself? He had everything going for him, but that's not what it's about. No, so no, everything can be going for you. And he wrote this song about it. And it's not only does it have a really good message, it's a really good song. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to play that. And it kind of fits in with the, the tone of, uh, the, the first few songs I'm playing here. So this is called Happy by Chris Hockey. I search for the sunlight I only find shade I stand in the spotlight just want to go away My smile is painted on My will is nearly gone Can't carry on for long Don't want to be lost. Don't 
good song and i like that guy a lot yeah i met him once when i was on the show talking about vegas so I, oops i don't um purport to know him but i know him from listening to the show uh, at least a little bit almost every day and um he seems like a really good dude and mm-hmm. i know we have f- like friends of friends and things like that mm-hmm. but he uh i, I always really in, enjoy listening to him and it sucks knowing that he's one of those people who Who's deals with, with severe this. depression yeah um, that Andy Richter thread I was telling oh, yeah, you about I over dinner. Ta- um, ta- so what exactly? Can, tell me about this. He was it on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, somebody said depression is a choice, and he replied, "Oh, really? Well, go fuck yourself." Is a directive. <laughs> I love that. And and he was so mad about it. He had a whole thread. It, is it something that he deals with? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Let's see. Let me. I'm glad people are talking about it because yeah. it's such a pervasive thing, but a lot of people keep it to themselves and are embarrassed so by it and all that. People have it though. Like it's so common, it is very and people common. should not be ashamed of it. And right, yeah, it should be out in the open. And I mean, I get that people don't always want to talk about their business oh, or whatever. Totally, totally. But I don't think that it should be. I'm one of those people. I don't like talking about. Business. I talk about too much of my business, but it's one of those. But I'm things... the opposite. I'm like. Like, I didn't tell people that I lost my job until I found another one. Some of that is just not wanting to deal with all the questions and stuff. I get that. But um, I don't think, regardless of whether or not you want to talk about it, it sucks that there's a stigma around it. Right. So I'm glad that some people are opening up and just saying, this is just, it's something shitty that is happening to me. It's not uh, Mm -hmm. something that I have any sort of choice or control over beyond treatment. Like, Like, I can try and manage it. As yeah. much as I can, but not all the management techniques work. Right, like right. sometimes your meds don't work. Sometimes your therapy doesn't work. Yeah. So, so what? What? Okay. So I feel weird reading this, but at the same time, I think it's really important. So Andy Richter said. Um, so he's responding to the tweet. I've been followed by an ever-present amorphous sadness for almost my entire life. I'm 51 years old. It varies in strength from a casual, unresolvable suspicion that I will never find the joy that others do in a sunset to the feeling that being dead might be a respite and a kindness. I've been on meds for decades. I'm a devout believer in the talking cure of therapy and its structure and hope and absolutely life-saving sense of progress. I have a successful career. I'm in love with my wife of my 20 of 27 years and my two kids are the best people I know. My life is full. I am lucky and I will still reach the end of my life having walked through most of it with an emotional limp. I do not wallow in self-pity. No one did this to me. It is just how it is. I am just unlucky. That's really well said. It is. It really is. It just, like it, it just hit home. Yeah. Like you can have everything that you think that you want, but you still have this thing in your life that's right. hanging over your head. Well, that's one of those things that a lot of times when um, 
somebody, a public figure, Robin Williams or Chris Cornell or whoever oh, commits suicide. Yeah. Then there's a lot of times there's the, um, you hear comments of, well, that's so selfish. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. And you know what? I, there was probably a time in my life where I would have had that same feeling because I didn't mm-hmm. understand it. And now that I have a better sense of, because it's being talked about more, and I have a better sense of what it is. It is an illness it happens to. It's not, it's not, but when you're in such... When you're in that place, you're not thinking about other people. When you're in you're such pain... You're thinking about the pain and I, trying to get rid of the pain. I equate it to the same thing when some, talking about instead of mental pain, which is what that is. Mm-hmm. Physical pain. Someone has chronic physical pain. I don't know how people deal with... There are people who are in pain all the time. I know mm-hmm. I have a friend who has chronic pain. She barely ever talks about it. Whenever it comes up, she'll say, I'm I'm always in pain. Mm-hmm. I've, I live with it and I deal with it. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. And if, 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 if that gets to you so much that you no longer want to live, it's s- s- the shittiest thing ever. But I get it. I understand it. Yeah. I under- I totally get it. And I can't even, I, so I, it would be hard for me to say that's a selfish thing. Right. You're I not guess really it is, thinking about other people at that point. You're no, not so, thinking about... So maybe the definition of it is selfish, but I understand it. But I get it. I, I don't yeah. have a problem you're with thinking it. About, <laughs> okay, you're not thinking about how are my parents or people closest to me, how are they going to react? You're thinking, how can I get out how of this situation? How can I situation? end this horrible yeah. pain? Exactly. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It sucks. Yeah. And please don't do that, by the way. <laughs> of course not, but... Yeah. yeah, like if you can, if you can make it through, if you can find a way, please do, please do. Yeah. Because all right, I'm gonna play something else. This is another one that's kind of depressing. This kind of went dark. Oh, that's all right. You know, yeah. we talk about whatever, and sometimes those whatevers are serious subjects. Yeah. So this is an older song, but it's kind of fit in with the musical theme, and it kind of I don't know fits in a little bit with the the theme of the discussion a little bit too. <laughs> Something wrong We need that 
It's Martin Zeller, Let Go Off the Born Under album. My brain just went down a really <clears throat> weird path. That'll happen. Um, Remember the last time we saw the Gear Daddies? Yeah, you almost got into a fight with somebody. Yeah, that inspired <laughs> me to get therapy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's right, you had some anger issues. Well, it was more than that, though. And like the event at the time was shitty. So we're watching the Gear Daddies, and... Martin Zeller was the singer from the Gear Daddies. Yeah. That's why. And their audience fucking sucks because they're just there to party and they're not there for the music. They are there to have fun, drink a lot, and talk to each other instead of paying attention to the band, which... That's something that always bothered me about their shows. Yeah. They were my favorite band in college and even then, even if... Even then I would be annoyed with the audience. Yeah. And then Martin... When he went solo, he had a, a similar of... problem because the same people were following him and he was trying to do his solo material and they were just there to have a party and his solo material was a lot darker. Right, right. So, yeah, so this woman, like, dropped a drink and she's like, ah, ha, ha, I spilled a drink on people and I, like, Do you threw, threw your my... drink at her? I dropped my water bottle and it spilled on her. <laughs> you didn't it... intentionally, though, didn't you? Oh, I totally did it intentionally. <laughs> and then, like, we had words and we ended up leaving and stuff and I thought you know what? I almost got in a fight with this woman. I think I have some issues. I think I need to like see somebody about them. So that's how I ended up going to therapy and getting on Prozac. That didn't last that long though. Your therapy. No, it didn't. But I care what you needed to take care of. I would go back to him. Here's the thing. I went to, so five years ago or so I changed jobs and I was having a bit of a panic attack about it. Uh huh. And I went to a therapist, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Yeah, she you got to find super, the right one. You really do. You, she was super judgy. See, that's she's fucked like, up. I would, yeah. She's like, you go, you like to gamble? Oh, those people. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was not cool. But this, like, this guy, and I, we clicked right away. That's and good. he listened, and he had really good suggestions to help me through stuff. And if I were to have some sort of issue... Yeah. In the future, I would completely go back to him because I trust him and he gave good advice and I just, you know, I felt safe with him yeah. and that sort of thing. That's good. So, yeah, if you're going to therapy and you don't feel comfortable with your therapist, Get a new one. it's the therapist, it's not you. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I just revealed a lot about myself. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I went to therapy once. It was for uh, social anxiety issues. Shocking. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> you love people so much. It helped at the time. It, it helped did. me. It helped it me did. feel better about things. But Good. um Yeah. Yeah. I would some there are times where I'm like, you know what? I wish that I I wish that I had that sometimes like ongoing. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I have a need. Like I don't feel like I have a um a need to go to my doctor and say, Can you refer me to someone? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just 
I don't know if that makes any sense, but I almost went back this year with the whole job situation and a couple other things that were going on, but it would have been completely understandable. Yeah. This is a tough tough go and <laughs> tough getting through some this stuff. This was yeah, the last few months have been a little crazy. Yep. But at the same time I feel like he provided me with the tools to deal with them. That's good. Mainly good. Prozac. Mainly Prozac. Yeah, hey, I'm on it too. I can't judge. You. <laughs> um yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I, and I was telling you at dinner, we had a very good chat at dinner. We did. It was a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, it was very uplifting. Um, just, <laughs> Much like this show. <laughs> yeah. I just wish I'd done it sooner because yeah. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm more logical. Like I don't fly off the handle as much as I used to, I hope. Other than our dog, that's true. Yeah. But oh, our dog my, provokes it. Our dog, yeah. Not at the moment. He's, he's very sweet right yeah. now. He's adorable, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I was I feel like I spent a lot of my life being anxious and second guessing and worrying about what other people thought and I think some of it is the Prozac and I think some of it is getting older and just not giving a fuck. I was thinking about um ages. I don't know why a couple of weeks ago it just crossed my mind like you go through these I feel like the 40s is a uh, maybe a time where you do get rid of a lot of sh- you quit yeah. giving as many fucks, at least yep. for me. That's how me it's been. Me too. Um, and it's so liberating. 20s, you think you know everything, but you don't know shit. No. I, I look back fondly on my 20s, though. Like, yeah. 20s were like... Uh, we met in our 20s. Well, everything in the 20s was like, it's your... You get out of college. It's your first job. It's, yeah. You know, you get... You, you, you have all this potential. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of first. There's a lot of... Um, starts of big things in your life you get married you buy a house there's all this stuff that's new and everything is like holy shit you know it's like constant constant change holy shit this is new and oh my god i'm a fucking adult and all this you're really not even though you kind of are right um 30s things kind of settle in a little bit and And i never went through this thing like people worry about turning 30 and i never went through that no me neither i was just like uh whatever 30s i feel were more like okay it's a little bit more things are more stable i'm feel like i Mm-hmm. I need to be an adult now. <laughs> yeah, there's some of that, but then too, like you figure out really who you are a little bit more. And then 40s for me, it's like I this is who I am, and I don't give a fuck about anything. I feel like I really <laughs> didn't figure out who I was till my 40s, but then the whole not giving a fuck thing also went along with yeah. that. And that's a that's a an ongoing thing too. Mm-hmm. There are some days where you're like, why am I giving a fuck about this thing that I yeah. shouldn't be giving a fuck about? You only have so, so yeah. many fucks in your life, and you need to allocate your fucks to the important things. Yeah. That's very true. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> with that, I'll play another song because I've got a lot of music I want to get through. All right. Tonight. Yes. Um. Yes. Okay. So this is a good one. It seemed like yesterday. Had the top down in the heat of the day, but so much has changed.
that a little uh little vegas little vegas little have you ever been down and out on fremont street <laughs> every time i gamble <laughs> <laughs> yes i have yeah all right that's jeff mix yes he's great yes you can find all these songs on itunes i think i know happy by chris hockey is there and i think uh jeff mix's stuff is all there too yes all right what heavy topic. all right i have one more heavy thing to say let's talk about i think death. it's <laughs> no i think it's important to forgive other people but i think it's more important to forgive yourself oh wow that is that's an uplifting that sounds like something that might be on a uh on the new Haley steinfeld album (laughs) oh yeah you were (laughs) bitching about how um (laughs) too many songs are uplifting uplifting. (laughs) (laughs) inspiring and from the the sounds of (laughs) and from the sounds of this week's show you can tell how (laughs) i feel <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not playing any uplifting inspirational shit here. No, sir. Oh, no, no, we're bringing you down just like we are. <laughs> You're in the gutter with us. Uh, yeah, no, there's just like every other song. When I'm watching my Nick music, uh-huh. every other song is uh, like a little too self empowering. A little too. I, I appreciate even the former members of One Direction. I don't watch theirs, so I don't. That's there's true. Just a lot you of, see Liam Payne, you're like, oh, where's the remote? There's a lot of... Uh, oh, strip that down, girl. There's a lot Love of... when you hit the ground, girl. Sorry. A lot of... Uh, Not sorry. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. So, yes. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of 
inspiration. Like, does everybody need a fucking hog all the time? <laughs> Apparently we do. Apparently after this, <laughs> listening to the show, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, maybe I should start listening to some of those uplifting songs. Maybe. Yeah. All right, I'm going to play another song. All right. You left town, you never even said goodbye. Called yourself a taxi, got yourself one last ride. We were broken weeds coming up through the cracks. A bowing to your I've loved that song for more than 20 years. Yep. When long, was, long time. So, 
Kevin like had a demo of that and he gave it to you, right? I think I might have a couple different versions of that. Yeah. So that's uh Kevin Bow. He also does theme song for our show. Yep. And not uh, not just Lexicart, the other show. Yes. Five hundred. Yeah. He does Las Vegas is waiting. Um Yes, and so I have loved that song. I've loved so that forever, much. and I was so happy when he finally put it out on an album. Yes, came so out I a couple years ago. Digital on copy of it, not just Trace. Yeah, Kevin Bowen, the Okima Prophets. Oh. I believe he has a new album coming out soon. I Yay! know he's been working on one. Is he going to be playing out? I think I need. Fuck, to see. I know. I was just thinking that. I hope next summer he's just got a shit ton of dates. Oh so, God, yes. Um, I I'm, don't see. Him, I am there for that. I don't see him play nearly enough. But last time we saw him at Seventh Street Entry, it was just like. <sighs> It was Such just a great like reliving our youth. It totally was, <laughs> but it was so great. It totally was. He and just he's... still he puts on such a good show. He's yeah. such a badass. Yeah, he's great. Oh, yep. Yeah. So I have so many feelings about that song. I just oh god, it's just so good. <laughs> <laughs> like uh-huh. it just hits me in the heart every time I hear it. It was funny. I, I and I may have mentioned this on the show one other time when probably I'm sure I played that when it first came out. And he had done a, uh, shortly after that album came out, he did a little in-store performance at this guitar store that's like three blocks from our house. Oh, right. You went and I was home. Yeah, you weren't feeling great. So I went over there and <laughs> saw him and he uh, he did the song and he's, he asked me, he's like, how long have you been badgering me to put this song out? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably almost 20 years. <laughs> and, All right, well, here, I finally did it. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. so good. So good. All right, I'm gonna play. Uh, so I'm gonna play one more song from that era. Yes. Um, another local legend kind of thing that fits. So I I know I've got all this stuff that kind of has this similar musical tone, and then I'm gonna play one that you've got on your phone because that kind of fits in here. Um, and then I've got then we're gonna take a whole different all path right. after that. Oh, we're gonna play the Harry Styles song that I have queued up. No, that is not happening. Bye. 
I have to show you the most disturbing thing. Oh no, what? So I have to recommend two Instagram um, accounts to you guys if you are in on Instagram. There's an Instagram I'm just showing Michelle. Oh up. my god! <laughs> so there's a. You can stop that now. There's a uh, there's an Instagram account called Kids Getting Hurt, which is just videos of kids like walking into walls and wiping out on skateboards Most and shit. Most of them are like harmless. Like the kids are okay, but that one you just showed me, the kid is definitely not okay. Yeah, there's this kid and his arm is. His wrist and arm are bent in a very unnatural way. Uh huh. Yeah, he's definitely was wearing he's a cast very after hurt. this. But it's really an entertaining. But it's usually <laughs> like just kids like kids wiping out and shit, bumping their heads or some shit. Um, and then there's and then another one. Fine. There's another one called Morons Doing Things, which is just people doing stupid shit, and a, a lot of it ends up with gonad tra- trauma. But uh, those are my two favorite Instagram accounts right now, and I highly recommend following them. <laughs> you can watch Gonad Trauma? Uh, yeah, I can watch it, as long as it's not my Gonads. Okay. Uh, that was Partners in Crime by Slim Dunlap off the old new me. Or just old new me, not the old new me. It's a really good album and a really good song. That reminded me, so, again, like 20 years ago. I'm going to need uh, your phone, and I'm going to need the case off it. Oh, while sure. While you tell me your story. Um. So I went to see a show with a friend of mine and we were was it Tori about, Amos? no thank god oh my god that was shit <laughs> um that was with three friends of mine that we were about to be on the outs um i had a lot of friend breakups yeah we all do um not to dismiss yours but right i, I have to i changed my twitter profile recently to um podcast maker bridge burner oh yeah because i'm on i'm unapologetic about burning bridges now i just don't give a fuck oh i know so this friend of mine and I, like, we'd been really good friends for a while, but I could tell we were growing apart. And we went to see this show, and so we didn't know who the opening act was, but it ended up being Slim. And I felt closer to Slim than I did to her. And I was just so <laughs> happy to see Slim. I was just like, oh, my God, there's my friend, even he's, though I've never, like, met him. But he just, he, yeah. He's everybody's friend. He's wonderful. All right, I'm going to play the song um, by Dead Man Winter. You have two choices on that iPod, you know. Um, no. <laughs> iPhone, I should say. Dead Man Winter is a side project from, uh, what's his name? Trampled by Turtles. Well, what's the guy's name? Dave Simonette. Thank you. And uh, this one is less banjo-y than Trampled by Turtles. Mm. Oh, this it's a really one, good song. It's pretty great. Why is it not playing? I don't know. Oh, I know why. Oh. Do I have technical when did I turn the when did I turn the vo- oh when I switch I do this every fucking show. Way to go, WTG. <sighs> now I gotta reset stuff. Y- you can play that, and then you can play the song at the bottom. Yeah, it is at the bottom, isn't it? Ah, uh, so good. This is called Red Wing Blue Wing off the furnace album. I just like Sicard. I was trying to talk up the post, and I thought he was going to start singing there. That's He's why I never to. became a professional. On Dyslexic Heart. It was a quiet night, a night by my window, a night in a small town that I barely know, and I stay up late watching the sin go.
That is a lovely song. Ah, so good. Are Trampled by Turtles done? I don't, I don't know. what the deal was with them. I don't know if they're on hiatus or Which sometimes hiatus on. means done. Until, kind, of like one di- kind of like One Direction. Kind of like Gaslight Anthem. Yeah. They'll eventually get back together. So will One Direction. Who cares? <laughs> I care. I care a lot. I care so much more than I should. Uh, you do care way much more than you should. What are you, 12? I'm 15. Shut up. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a different direction now. Okay. One um, direction? Not that I have direction. some stuff queued up. No, you don't. Well, you do. It doesn't matter. I'm not playing it. <laughs> no. So. Kiwi will. I want to do a little set here because uh, a local institution is closing in the next couple of days. Oh, Triple Rock. That's right. Is a music club, little bar mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. It's been open for some 15, 16 years. One of the guys from Dillinger 4. Owns it. Yep. Yes. And we were kind of late coming to Triple Rock. We Mm -hmm. didn't start going there until 2011. I think that was the first time. Yeah. And it's because of shows that were there. Yeah. There wasn't anything on my radar necessarily. Well, they had some good happy hour and stuff. 
specials. Uh, but, but it became one of my favorite music venues, I and now it's closing. It. They decided, and it was just the owner just decided he was done. It wasn't yeah. a matter of like I don't think financial problems or yeah, anything. He wanted just, to leave on his own terms. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling somebody will probably that. buy the building at some point and open something there. But it, it, whatever they do, I hope they do it well. It won't be the same, but. I know. But it's a it's a smaller a couple hundred probably holds a few mm-hmm. hundred people. It's not the huge. sight lines are great. That's the thing right. about it. It has um, a small floor, and then there's an elevated space mm-hmm. above that, and so you can people can who are shorter see. can can uh, stand in that elevated part. Unless mm-hmm. you're way way back by the bar, yeah, you should you can usually find a place to to watch from where you can mm-hmm. see. And we've seen some really good shows there in the last few years. Great shows there. So I decided to do a little set dedicated to the Triple Rock. All right. Um, and the first couple songs, name check, uh-huh. Triple Rock. So I'm going to start out with one of my favorite bands, Dolly Rots. Sweet. And uh, I think this one probably got played on the show before, but we're going to play this and then I'm just going to read We still have the... not seen, which is crazy. I know. They're one of my favorite bands. I've never seen them. They've played at Triple Rock a bunch of times mm-hmm. and it's always been, an, we're out of town or it's in the middle of the week and we can't go or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know. That bums me out. But we're going to see them soon. I'm, next time they come through town, we're going to find All a right. way to go we're see gonna them. We're going to do it. And then um, I'm going to go right from that into another song, which is all about the Triple Rock. I don't know if you're familiar with that other, the other song. We'll find out. Okay. Try. 
with seeing double at the triple rock uh yeah Isn't that awesome yes <laughs> that love is it. a perfect tribute to that place mm-hmm. i love it oh so i'm sorry i'm, I'm really bummed that that place is closing i know i was thinking so now next time dolly rots come through because they always play there i would imagine turf club probably which is also Closer awesome to us, i know but... <laughs> it's so much more convenient which yeah is, which but is i don't want to see the triple rock no triple rock close i liked knowing that they were both there mm-hmm. uh yes yeah so the very first show that we ever saw at Triple Rock was Frank Turner, mm-hmm. and it was magnificent. It was, and as it was he awesome. always is. I'm going to play a song from that very hey, show. Hey. come from Winchester, England, and this song is called The Ballad of Me and My Friends. Everybody's got themselves a plan. Everybody thinks they'll be. Including the 
Oh, so great. I remember that show really well. Me too. Me too. The guy who was recording that bootleg was right next to us. I know. I was probably singing in the background on that. Mm -hmm. He did a very good job on mixing and making sure my off-key voice was not (laughs) part of it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So good. Bummed with that place. So I think they're closing. They've got, I think, Dillinger 4 doing a show on Monday or Tuesday. I think that's it. I I know they're almost done. Yeah. Boo! Mm Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Yeah. So speaking of Turf Club. Yes. We were there a few weeks ago. Yeah, we were. Dave Haas was in town. He was great. He was opening for uh, Beach Slang, and we didn't end up sticking around for Beach Slang. We were planning to. Uh Uh-huh. And a friend of ours ended up on stage with them. I know. That motherfucker comes here from London every year and then ends up fucking knowing everybody in town and on stage. And (laughs) Jesus Christ, that guy. Yeah. This friend, this friend Chris, met him at a Springsteen show at Mm -hmm. XL Energy Center. My brother and I were there. He just came up and started talking to us, and uh, we hung out with him the whole night at the Springsteen show. Mm-hmm. Springsteen came into the audience and like high fived both of you. Well, I took a, I, I patted him on the back. Chris high fived him, but I have a picture where it looks like Chris is going in for the hug. Nice. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Um, and then uh, we ended up becoming good friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. interacting frequently. And now he comes through town. He loves Minneapolis. This is his Vegas. Yep, he comes here often whenever he can. Which and he loves the commitment. sports teams, which is He loves everything about this place. Yeah. I swear to God, this motherfucker comes here and he knows everybody. Everyone. Like it's I look great. At, I'll be on I'll be on Facebook and like I'm like, why is like all these musicians that I I have like idolized in my youth are uh-huh. like commenting on his fucking page. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's amazing. The other day he posted a picture, he's hanging out with Harmar Superstar. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck? And and I said, Yep. That's about right. But that's because he talks to everybody and he's mm-hmm. like friendly and everybody loves and him. Outgoing and outgoing. he has a British yeah. accent. Yeah. Which everybody loves. Yes. He is and charming. Yeah, he's great. He's a wonderful person. Yes. So uh, it was nice to cross paths with him at that show mm-hmm. for however briefly. But yeah, we didn't hang around for Beach Slag. And the reason yeah. for that, as much as I wanted to see them, is um, after Dave got done playing, I was like, you know what? Even if Beach Slang is like just slays it and they're great, which uh-huh. they probably were. Yeah. It was still going to be for me because of how much I love Dave. Dave's music yeah. and his set. I'm like, and just like how much he connects with the audience. I know. I just like, I'm like, like, this is, for me, like, this is going to be the highlight of the night. So I just want right. to leave at, after this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a wonderful show. Yes. But we saw him at Triple Rock multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw him and we saw Loved Ones, which is his band, play yep. there. And so there's a connection Previous there. Band. Yeah. Current band, Mermaid. Oh, they're so good. Every time oh, they come through God. town, they sound better and they're better. They're just like tighter and tighter and just. And he's so happy, and I'm just happy that he's happy. Yeah, he got married recently, and you can tell that he's really happy, and he's got a really great band. Yeah. And And his brother just has has grown so much as a musician. The first couple times we saw saw Dave, it was just him alone. And his brother. Oh, wait, it was him him alone. alone. And then him and his brother, Uh and his brother would play keyboard and guitar. Yeah. 
Um, but his brother was kind of reserved off in the corner. Yep. And Maybe uh, slugging some wine occasionally. And now his, yeah. Uh, yeah, underage. And, uh, <laughs> no, not underage. <laughs> and now Allegedly. His, uh, his brother's like this fucking beast on guitar. Oh, my God. They're so good together. It's so, just so much fun to see them interact in the band. Like, just, I mean, it's mostly the connection between the two brothers, yeah. but then the whole band is just really tight. They're really, really good. And every time they come through town, they sound better, which yeah. is so cool to see a band yeah. get oh, and progressively better. Their keyboard player is just fucking she's like the secret. She's like the secret weapon. Yeah. She's a multi-instrumentalist. Kaylee, she, what's her last Kaylee name? Kaylee Goldsworthy. Goldsworthy. Yeah, oh, God. And she's, she's just fucking great. Fucking slays it. Yeah. Um... I love that band. I love watching oh, them. And a couple of days after the show, um, Dave posted a video on Instagram and on yes. Twitter. And he just said it, it was about, he, he posted just 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And he said something about really nice about Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And he I, commented at the end of the show and it was so genuine. Yes. He said, every time we come through here, the audience is bigger. And we've been coming here for a long time. And we noticed that more and more of you come out. Mm-hmm. Don't think we didn't notice. And it means a lot to It was just such a genuine. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, and I like, know that, I appreciate that he appreciates playing here. Yeah, well, I remember talking to him after the first time he played Turf Club. Yeah. And he was like, "Holy shit, this place is amazing!" Yeah, like, his connection with the crowd was really good. And then, and he, then he played. Uh, he played Triple Rock. Triple after, Rock. A he couple said, times. He kind of yeah. said. He said. He said. So, what would be the next logical place to play after this? And I said, "Well, probably Triple Rock." Um. And, yeah. and then he ended up playing there, and he ended up on. He ended up headlining there and on. And on support opened, bills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like hot water music maybe yeah yeah yep <sighs> and then he yeah. played turf club uh, a week or two ago know, as so... a support act like whenever i see him i just feel like he's doing the right thing by touring constantly whether it's yeah. a support thing or because that's how you build an audience i mean we saw right. frank turner do the same thing yeah it's like just keep playing and you're gonna end mm-hmm. up every time you come through you're gonna have bigger you're gonna have a, a solid group of people who are gonna see yep. you every time yep because there are quite a few people who are definitely there to see him oh yeah even Which though he's a support great. act. I love that. I love I'm seeing so happy for that. Yeah. bands that work hard, build mm-hmm. an audience like that. So yeah. we're going to play a song by him. Oh, yeah, we are. How could we not?
dirty fucker. It's fun to swear. Uh, yes. Oh, that song's so cathartic when he does it live, too. I know, love it. Yep. That's my little ode to the Triple Rock. Mm-hmm. Nice. Rest in peace, Triple Rock. <sighs> so one of the things that's interesting... Yes? Well, okay, I've mentioned before, we here in Minnesota um, love... The fact that it's like... Um, the Dolly Rots name check Triple Rock and No mm-hmm. Effects put that song out. That like that's that hits us where we live here in Minnesota. We are living mm-hmm. for someone to accept us. Oh yeah, and to love us and to mention us. Oh man, you should see the <laughs> local news. Like, oh. oh, what's her name? Uh, Christy Teigen. Christy Teigen's in town, and and people lo- were like losing their fawning shit. over her. Like, you gotta try Juicy Lucy, <laughs> and you have to go to these places. And, and then yeah, a, there no, was somebody, Juicy Lucy's overrated. There was somebody Let's, like, I'll be real. Don't burn your mouth. um so yeah anybody any celebrities ever roll through town and like people trip over themselves like if they they, validate me validate our existence we're flyover territory please recognize us we fucking love it we need it so bad by we you mean the media like i don't need it no i know but it's just it's a thing here like oh my god they really like yeah yeah, Jessica Lang lived in Stillwater. She I do loves appreciate us. when bands tour here. I, I mean, I won't deny that. Like, no, and please I appreciate come visit when they, us when they show their appreciation. Because nice. sometimes people be like, "All right, Madison to St. Louis, we're forgetting you." Now it's usually Chicago. Oh yeah, before Madison, but right. Um, but a lot of musicians have a connection to this place because of the music that has come out of here. Mm-hmm. So there is oftentimes a very um honest love of the city from musicians like yeah. they'll say oh it's so great to play on the same stage where prince did purple rain mm-hmm. or there's there's a lot of that yeah frank frank turner every time he comes to town does a hold steady song i love that he yeah so there is very much connection that way between musicians and w- w- we eat that shit up <laughs> i eat that shit up i do like, too I, like the the homage to the musicians yes yes i will i will yes so that's a perfect lead into this because it. i've i have been eating this shit up um largely because again an acknowledgement of something near and dear to our heart first avenue this is the new macklemore song with kesha and it's a pretty good song macklemore's hit hit or miss with me i either love or hate his music and kesha's usually miss with you i know but i'm digging this one and the first avenue reference somebody would have told me babe be the good old days all the love you forget and all these reckless nights you I was thinking about the band I was thinking about the fans we were underground loading merch in that 12 passenger van in a small club in Minnesota and the snow outside of first half I just wanted my name in the star now look at where we at still growing up still growing up I would lay in my bed and dream about what I've become couldn't wait to get older couldn't wait to be some now that I'm here wishing I was still young You'll miss the magic of the good old 
Wish I didn't think I had the answers. Wish I didn't drink all of that glass first. Wish I made it to homecoming. Got up the courage to ask her. Wish I would have gotten out of my show. Wish I put the bottle back on that shelf. Wish I wouldn't have worried about what other people thought and felt comfortable with myself. Rooftop open and the stars above. Moment frozen, sneaking out and falling in love. Me, you, and that futon. We just begun on the grass, dreaming, figuring out who I was. Those good old days. I wish somebody would have told me, babe. Maybe you always look back and think it was better than it was. Maybe these are the moments. Maybe I've been missing what it's about. Been scared of the future, thinking about the past while missing out on now. We've come so far. I guess I'm proud. At night, worry about the wrinkles around my smile. I got some scars. I've been around. I felt some pain. I've seen some things, but I'm here now. Those good old days. You don't know what you got till it goes, till it's gone. You don't know what you got till it goes, till it's gone. You looked awfully surprised that I was playing this song. Uh-huh. Explain. I don't know. I knew that you liked this song, and I knew that you were very into the first staff reference, but yeah. I'm... <laughs> You're pleasantly surprised I would play something featuring Kesha? Yes. Because I'm not a big Kesha fan. True. She sounds fine on that. She yes. serves a good purpose on that song. Mm-hmm. Just doing the hook. Yep. Like I said, I'm hit or miss on Macklemore songs, but I like that one a lot. <clears throat> and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So we've come a long way on this podcast. We did our little... Uh, we had our therapy session earlier. Our little therapy session. We had our little Americana set. Mm-hmm. We had little, our tribute to the triple rock. little punk rock, triple rock action. And now we've come to uh, the top 40 portion of our show, which I think is the end of the show. What are you playing? Just that. And I have like the song I'm going to end on. What? Oh, okay. You're not going <laughs> to let me play what I... No, I'm not playing it. Like... This show will never <laughs> see any of the artist's... Artists very loosely. <laughs> Are any okay. of the vocalists who appeared in the band, the group, not a band, One Direction? Okay. You can give up on the dream. All right, this <laughs> is not happening. I'll support them on my own. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You do that. Okay. And so, well, is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up and I play the final song of the show? Thanks to everyone for listening to our Thank you for our listening. rambling banter. I appreciate you. Going on this little musical journey with us mm-hmm. this, this weekend. Th- thank you for playing DJ. It's been, it's been good. <clears throat> thank you. I had fun. I was prepared. I was Me more too. prepared for this show than I normally. You were. It's pretty I sweet. I had a, uh, I had a structure. Mm-hmm. I had specific songs. I had mm-hmm. them all queued up, except for the one that you dropped, dropped in there, which was fine. That uh-huh. was a good one. I should have had 
on my list to begin with. That's all right. Um, so thank you. I appreciate you complimenting my DJ skills. Okay. All right. So I, I appreciate your DJ skills. Um, so the new Taylor Swift album sucks. So we're not going to play anything off of that. No. It's very disappointing. And I, I like Taylor Swift. I know. Well, my friend Dave and I were talking about the death of Melody. Uh, in, in Taylor Swift's... Just in just music in general. in general. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of music that's just not, not hooky. And huh. I, like, I'm a sucker for a good hook. I am as well. Whether it's... Whatever genre you are, if you have a good hook, I am there for it. But okay. yeah, this the new Taylor Swift album is not hooky enough for me. I hear you. So the album that I will that has been grabbing me a lot lately that is hooky, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that has been filling the Taylor Swift gap, if there yes. were, if there is such a thing, uh-huh. is the new Pink album. Oh. Yes. Beautiful trauma. It's really yes, good. Yes, please. I really yes. want to see her in concert. Her tickets are so fucking expensive, I this know, tour. I know. We might just wait till the week uh, of and see what falls through the yeah, cracks. It's going to be hard not to see that show, though, because I know it's going to be awesome. She's a tremendous performer. <sighs> she is. She really is. So I'm going to play one of the songs off of her album to end the show this week. Okay. It is actually the title track of Beautiful oh, Trauma. That's I love that oh, one. Good. I, do I too. love it so much. It's really good. And I love her, and she was on Saturday Night Live last week. And uh, It was a few weeks ago. A, oh, wait. But then she we was on Carl Pool Karaoke. Yes. I just love her. I just I have, really genuinely love her. I do too. I like a lot of things about her. I think she uh-huh. sends a good I message. Just, I yeah. Think her she's music a strong is really good. woman. She's an amazing performer. True to herself. So, and yes. Doesn't have, give a lot of fucks. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pink's awesome. Mad respect for Pink. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to end with that one. And thank you for joining us. As always, we'll be back in uh, somewhere between one week and one year, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or maybe not. <laughs> you never know. You never know when we're going to turn up. Yep. But there you have it. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Maybe. Bye-bye. We were on fire. I set your tires. It's like we burn so bright. We burn out. I made you chase me, I wasn't that friendly My love, my drug, we're fucked up Cause I've been on the run so long they can't find me You're waking up to remember I'm pretty And when the chemicals leave my body Yeah, they're gonna find me in a hotel lobby